Well, good morning and welcome to Water and Stone. My name is Dieter Randolph. And I'm Jenny Randolph. And this is the first week of discussion, the second week of our monthly workshop. And this time around, the theme is unmasking. It has to do with taking down the barriers between you and what's true, what's important, what's going to make you a happier, healthier, more functional, more successful person, closer to God, the whole deal. And we'll get into some stuff. And we did get into some stuff last week with the workshop. And I hope you had a chance to watch that and all that. But the basic idea is that if God is already perfect, you don't need to make perfection or even happiness or even love or even whatever it is you're looking for. You don't need to make it happen. You need to get the things out of the way that are keeping it from happening. In other words, you need to take out the garbage. So we're going to be talking about that today. And as I uh, often do, I really want to get going. But the most important thing to do. We must do the opening prayer. We must do the opening prayer. So let's center in together. God is, is and I, I am. I stand on holy ground. Right here and right now there is truth. Right here and right now there is freedom. Right here and right now, there is life. This is who I am. I am ready. From now on, I speak the truth. From now on, I choose freedom. From now on, this is my life. The unstoppable love of God prepares the way. I am ready. And so it is. Amen. Amen. So before we get into the conversation today, I want to remind you that if you watch, I'm not reminding you because you know, I'm reminding you uh, that if you watch these broadcasts live at 11 a.m. every Sunday morning, you get an extra treat that people who watch it later don't get. And that is you get the conversation that goes on in the sidebar. Right. And it is a live chat. So anything that we're talking about, it actually goes away. It's very different from the comments that are left in the comment section that like stay there forever or until one of us decides to eliminate it. But it's really fascinating because we can say hello to one another. I think we had a joke last week. Oh, and there's always jokes. There's always, you know, but and it's just, it feels really good to be together and- As much I, as we can It's be. as close as we can be right now and, to, to doing yeah, that. And we have big plans for when we can get back together. Right now, we don't know when that's gonna be, probably after the first of the it's year. It's looking like it's probably going to be in the new year because a lot of places, understandably, are not allowing large gatherings and large, I, I say large gatherings, but six or more people, yeah. you know, is, is considered a large gathering well, as at this point. the Bible says, wherever two or more are gathered <laughs> right, exactly. at a sensible six foot distance. <laughs> um, but well, we want to be safe. Yeah. And, and so as soon as, as soon as we are able, as soon as we get the green light from people and it feels like it's safe and, and the city of St. Petersburg, you know, the finest city on the face of the earth. I gave pause. We want to be good stewards and right. all of that, but, but I think we're looking yeah. at probably a once a month gathering at this point. We have some ideas. We're going to bring the music back. It's going to be, we might have special we might have, guests. We might have all kinds of stuff, yeah. but we're going to try really hard to preserve this level of interactivity. But the reason that I bring that up beyond asking you to pray with us and envision that time. I was going to say, yeah, together, please envision. Hold that thought. Hold that thought together. And keep your ideas coming. If there's some things that you'd like to see, 
let us know. You know, we can't do everything that everybody wants, but I want to know what you want to know. But the thing that I really wanted to bring out is in that little sidebar conversation that just goes away as soon as the live broadcast is over, I often hang out until the very, I mean, I always hang out until the very, very end, but I often give just a little teeny bit of homework. And last week was no exception because last week I mentioned that in and through a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about, this week's conversation is in part inspired by the denials chapter in a book called Lessons in Truth. And I know it's weird that I'm holding up a book that I did not write, but <laughs> but this is really, really an important book. It's really after the Bible, our primary textbook. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. If you want to dig a little bit deeper into the basic ideas that we talk about every week, pick up a copy of Lessons in Truth. Now, my cover is different than the one you might have. It's been published a bunch of different ways. Um, but whatever copy you get, there's really, really good stuff in there. So take a look. We're not going to, this isn't a class on lessons and truth. No, no, some no. of the things that we're going to be talking about today are based on that. Yeah. So, the materials in there are just really good and it'll give you an idea. It'll just help you to solidify the, these ideas about what we're talking yeah. about, because this is a conversation. It's as you said, it's a it's conversation, not a, not a class. Right. And I think it's important to, um, if you're interested enough, if you're, interested in digging in on this kind of stuff, which I think you should read the chapter yeah. and, you know, if, grab, grab a book. If this week ends up inspiring you to want to dig deeper, the denials chapter in lessons in truth is a great place to start. Absolutely. And speaking of that, one of the ideas that she brings up in the chapter is a good place to start our conversation. That's going to go all kinds of different directions. Mm -hmm. Some of which are not in the book. She says at the top of the chapter that every single religious system church idea, modality, whatever you want to call it, every single system has some kind of a concept of taking out the garbage. Yeah. She calls it denial. And real quick, I want to say denial doesn't mean, it's not used here in the negative way of, right. oh, you're in denial. Instead, it means your ability to say this, whatever it is. Is not working for me. It's this, not true. Doesn't yeah. have power over me. Right. This isn't who I am that kind of a thing, you have the right and in fact, the responsibility to exercise the power of no. And, <laughs> and, and that's if what we're, denial is. Right. And if we're looking at cultural examples, if you if you go back and even, you know, I'm sure there's even um, tribes and cultures that still sacrifice animals, for mm -hmm. example, that is a form of sort of transformation and taking out the trash. Well, and you there even is... see it in like a vow of silence or right. a vow of poverty. Exactly. There's, a, there's a concept of that. And there's and a concept of removing something, sacrificing something, giving over something. Lent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, when you go to the dryer and you take all the lent out oh, of it, Lord. you know, whatever. There, oh, <laughs> stop. Whatever it is. That was really bad. I'm a dad. I can do dad jokes. But the, the point is what she's saying in the book is that every system has some kind of a concept of denial. And different systems have different flavors. Different systems place different emphasis on different things and all that. But as I said, uh, this is an old book. came out in the late 1800s. And reading it in the 21st century, like I've read it a, you know, a million times, but reading it again, I thought to myself, as I read that part, she said, nearly every religious system, whatever, I thought, you know, except ours, not our religion, because right. we do believe in letting go. Obviously, this whole series about it. But as far as our culture, I think you could make an argument that we are the first culture since maybe the Bronze Age that doesn't have a concept of 
you know what? I'm going to minimalize. I'm going to let go of some stuff. I'm going to take out the trash. Right. We do have a concept of um, replacing like yeah. it's something, you know, but it's not, it's not the same. Yeah. New and it's improved. New, I'm not throwing right. this away because I'm done with it. I'm throwing, I'm throwing it away, it away cause because I'm going to buy the better version, version. that's the right. same. It's like, you know, Dana Carvey's got a great run on how his little kids want a new action figure and it's the same as the old action figure except his index finger is crooked a little bit differently. Everybody knows what it's like to buy the new razor blade because it's got one more blade and now you're up to 27 <laughs> and you, you, you can use your whole face with it. But you know what I mean? It's, or it's the bigger pizza with the cheese in the crust. Would or you bag, like to supersize Would you like you know, to supersize it? I mentioned Absolutely. that last week, yeah. but we, we live in a very acquisitive culture. Mm -hmm. Very often... Our solution to a problem is to add more stuff on to cover up the old problem with layers upon layers, strata, archaeology level layers of new things. And hopefully. And most of those things are material. Well, that's the other thing. And that brings me back to the book just for a second. And she says the problem in so many words, she says the problem that a lot of people face is that that desire or that concept of denial gets channeled through material things. God doesn't need you to be poor. Mm -hmm. Remember, Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. When it was time to pay the taxes, Jesus picked up the tab. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't say it's good to suffer. And so if your concept of denial is filtered through the, the desire to make yourself hurt, that's not really what Jesus was talking right. about, is it? But if you have this spiritual thing, spiritually I need to let go, but you exercise it through physical means, that's where the short circuit, the disconnect Yeah, and happens. that's why it's never going to be enough. You're never going to be fulfilled. You can't ever have enough stuff. You know, I mean, it, it's it's that old trope of, you know, the one who dies with the most toys wins. It's it's like it doesn't, and then on the other side of it, you can't take it with you. Right. You know, so, so well, I saw a bumper sticker that the one that dies with the most toys still dies. You know, it's pretty, <laughs> you know, and there's, yeah. it's a little dark, but it there's is. a point there, there where it's like, what are you, a pharaoh? Are you going to get buried with all, all of your various products from Ron Popeil? Right. It's, it's not a thing. So I want to clarify when we're talking about, because we, we use the term garbage because the analogy works. When it's you a take, good broad term. Well, yeah, because the thing is, is when you're, when you're done with something, you throw it in the trash, you know all of your all of your packaging and whatever and then you have to take out that trash and if you never took out the trash your house would be full of trash and you get to and be then, on a reality show right. but not a great one exactly or you get sick or there's all kinds of stuff that is going on and that is such an interesting analogy because the truth is is that you you will get sick you will get overwhelmed right. you will get buried in your emotional stuff. So I want to take a minute and talk about what we mean by taking out the trash, by what garbage actually is. Yeah, because And we know now, that it's not material. Well, right, because by now you're watching this going, okay, yeah, okay, yeah I feel yeah, like yeah, I, I need to clean out sometimes. Yeah. I get that. It, it is not right. just a physical thing. It is part of your spiritual journey. It can journey. start there. Yeah. But, but it should not it's, be the point. It is never, never, I'm going to say never. <laughs> wow. Okay. It is never a physical thing. It might be channeled through. If you're feeling healthier and you've let go of some emotional stuff, some uh, some spiritual things don't work for you anymore, some old ideas, you may then feel led to, you know what, I'm going to clean out the garage or I'm going to move to a smaller house or a new town or whatever. But you know, because you know about geographical cures, it doesn't ever work the other way. Right. You brought up the the um, those shows and I did too, because it's such an easy thing to talk about. The Every time I'm flipping around, 
and I see one of those hoarder shows. You know the ones, and the house is just full of, you know, cat skeletons and terrible, scary things. And they always do the thing where the person has to go get help. They go away sometimes so that they can fix up the house. You know those? Every time I watch one of those shows, I think, take that person, just take them to Disney. And while they're at Disney World or the south of France, wherever, take them far away. And while they're there, just burn the house down. <laughs> I know it's terrible, but that's my thought process. Right, because like, start let's over. Because I can't even but imagine dealing with all of that stuff. But it wouldn't work because that person is not changed. And that's the geographical cure that the we're talking about. they came That back. you could put them in a perfectly brand new clean house. And in a few months, they would be right back in the same. They would go, you know what this house needs? Cat skeletons. You know, I mean, it would be, it's the same thing. Dust bunnies. Yeah. And no, it's, it, it's it, the same it would, thing over and over again. Because the behavior isn't changed and they're, you know, whatever mental garbage or psychological garbage or spiritual garbage is not, they're not making room for that kind of, and we talked last month about change. So, you know, go talk right. about that. And so this, well, this feels like, a, it, it yeah. does build on it because you have to want to change. And then the question goes, okay, well, how do I how do I right. start this? And we're saying, okay, start by getting rid of all of the stuff that you don't need. But we, when we talk about garbage, we're talking about everything that gets in the way that makes it about you. Well, that's the thing. And, and this is an extension of the, the talk from last week. We're like, okay, take out the garbage. Mm -hmm. And you say, okay, I'm in. Yep. Where do I do that? How do I do that? Yep. And we just said, well, it's not anything physical. At best, that's a byproduct of some inner work. Okay, so what what is the garbage? Mm -hmm. Garbage equals, just as you've said, the garbage that you have to take out is the things that you do to make it all about you. Remember during the workshop, I talked about the difference between pediment and impediment, and that difference is I'm. You know, mm -hmm. think about how often you're upset because someone isn't doing it your way. Right. How, how often you're upset because your expectations weren't met. I thought it was going to be like this and it wasn't. Think about how often it's that. Now, once again, just as you said, this builds on the series we did about change because part of this has to do with what are you doing to make yourself nimble and let's double down on that. Right. Think about the things that you do that are all about personal drama. Me and my stuff. And I just want to clarify because I, I think we we want, we're not talking about the things that make you a healthy person. We're not talking about self-esteem. We're not talking about, you know, the the healthy part of, of what you're doing. You know what I mean? No, I, I, and I want to, I just want to make sure that we're talking about, you know, oh, don't make it about you. It's okay to have self-care. It's okay to put yourself first in scenarios and it's okay to take care of yourself. Right. That's not what we're talking but about. We're, we're talking yeah. about the ego part of this where you must have it your way or no way. Right. And, here's, and I've known here's, some people like that. Oh, sure. and, 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 and I I've think been I've been like that, that person. Not Everybody always, but has. I have, but I've had moments of, well, well if you're not going to do it this way, then. So here's you know. the thing. I, there's a couple of things to say about that. First of all, nobody is like this all the time. Right. We're all working on it. It really is a spectrum and it's okay. I don't want you to build, build, beat yourself up. I do want you to build yourself up. I don't want you to beat yourself up. It's not about guilt right. things. But here's how you can tell the difference. 
remember what we've said many, many times, that you're not the source or the destination of good. God is the source. Ideally, the way that this works is all the good is from God, goes through you into your world, right? We talked about this trinity of, of how the universe works, mm -hmm. right? You're going to get messed up in life if you try to be the source. You know, all the good comes from me and I'm the source for that person. How come they don't like me anymore? You know, that kind of thing. Right. Or, and or, if you try to be the destination, it's all going to me and I'm not going to let anything good out of my life. I'm going to be as much of a miser with that as I can. That's when things get broken. So ask yourself, self-care has to do with how can I be a good conduit, conduit. a good yeah, channel, right. Right, a good right, right, messenger, right. a steward of the flow, as we say. How can I be a person for whom this can flow easily and smoothly into my life? If you're doing those things, yeah, that's self-care and that's super healthy, but it's not about you. It's about something happening through you, right? That's the difference. Is your concept of quote unquote self-care helping you to pretend like you're the source and or the destination, or is your concept of self-care helping you to be part of the flow? Mm -hmm. That's how you can tell the difference. If it is a clog to that system, it is bad for right. you, profoundly bad for you bad for your world, bad for the people who love you, the whole deal. That's what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. When you meet somebody at a party and they talk about all of the reasons why they're better than you. Yeah, subtle. Or, and it can yeah. and it can be subtle. You know, it's usually not people are not coming up and going, you know why I'm better than you? But every it's a it's a it comes in the form of one upmanship. Yeah. So it's just like, oh well my daughter is doing really well and blah 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 blah. Well, my son is yeah. da, 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 right. da, da. you know, and, and I think that that's and, and it's a subtle beating down of the people around you sure. to build yourself back. So up. ask yourself. And that's not cool. Ask yourself. Don't be that Is this person. really who I am? Yeah. Of whatever it is that you're about to say, what whatever it is, is this really who I am? Remember when you were a teenager and you weren't sure who you were, so you thought you'd put on some personas? In who I am, I'm a rocker because I have an ACDC t-shirt. We talked about that, that a couple last, weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know who I am? I'm this because I have put on the costume and we're coming up on Halloween. The series is called Unmasking. It's that. And you want to go, if there's a teen in your life, you want to go, is this really the whole thing about you? But again, you know, it's the process and it's allowing that process to happen because they figure out, oh, wow, this really isn't me. And they grow up and they grow out of it. So don't be hard on yourself if you are in your band t-shirt phase of your life. No, and, I'm and, not and saying that, that it's bad. Yeah, I know. I'm just, but, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, wanting people to say this, like you said before, this is a process of it. And But what I am suggesting is you're going to get to the point where playing with the persona is going to lead you to abandoning the persona. You're going to get to the place where it's okay to, to wear the equivalent of the band t-shirt, but you're going to get to the place where you go, oh, this isn't who I am. And in fact, in order to be who I am, I've got to put away the thing that I hold up in front of my face mm -hmm. so that people can't see the real me. It's that stuff. The garbage that we take out is the garbage of this is not really me, but I'm pretending it's me. It's the mask. It's the pretense. And ask yourself right now, what are the things that I do to make it all about me? Well, and it's funny. I'm thinking about the scenario that we were just talking about, about the person at the party, mm -hmm. you know, when the one-upman and you know, one-upmanship and then, you know, talking about all this stuff. And 
it, if you are doing any kind of version of that, it's not ending up the way that you think it is. No. People, people aren't walking away going, wow, what an amazing person. They're either walking away going, what a jerk, or they're walking away feeling sorry for you. You know, and I think that those, and neither, either and way, I, they didn't actually, they get, didn't to know actually get to yeah know who you were or what you're really about because you're just constantly trying to make it about this surface stuff, this material stuff, your accomplishments, how big your house is, everything. And it's, okay, wedding at Cana. Jesus shows up at the party. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine Jesus going to the party and going, "Hey guys, you know who I am? Yeah, hey, you know who's, me, you know who's dad? You know, I know people. Can you imagine? It's 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 or." Can well, you how imagine? effective would he have been? Right. People would have tuned out immediately. Or can you imagine Jesus going, you know, guys, I'm going to get crucified in a little while. Yeah, gonna and it's going to be really terrible. Aren't you going to be and sorry? And nobody likes me. And, you know. And, you I'm know gonna eat, and I'm going to eat some worms. Yes. Yeah. Either one of those, yeah. you don't get to meet Jesus. Right. You get to meet the mask, which is why he doesn't do that. Right. Well, obviously. No one's going to a party saying, hey, I can walk on water. But lots of people are, you know, there's an equivalent, right? Yeah, or there, or yeah. a parallel, at least. Similarly, there's yeah. lots of people that go, well, you know, it's this thing. And maybe it's not crucifixion, but maybe some people talk about it like it is. You know, that kind of a thing. Look, everybody's got things that they're proud of. Everybody's got things that they're working on. But those but things are not the truth about you. The reason that the hero is the hero is because they don't have to wear it on their sleeve. They mm -hmm. just are it. Mm -hmm. You know, to use some weird grammar there. So what are you versus what are you talking about? What are you versus what's about you? That's the difference. And those are the things to get done with. But here's the deal. The reason, and we can talk a little bit about this in coming weeks too, but for right now, the reason that people put on the mask, do the pretense, I think it has to do with a fear of their own power. Oh, sure. Because if you want to be the Christ, you got to be the Christ. You know, I mean, it's not complicated. You got to step into that if you are really not putting up any defenses. But I think also it's about um, the responsibility. You know, when I first started, you know, thinking about these concepts and, and coming away from, you know, the, the fundamental ideas of... Because you um, come from a pretty traditional... I, I do come from a very traditional Christian background and, and fundamental background. God is a guy in the sky. Yeah, and, and all of it. score, and, the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and through my spiritual journey, and everybody has their own spiritual journey. This is just mine. So here we go. You're going to get to know me a little bit more. <laughs> But I think when I was introduced in, to these ideas that God just loves and there's one presence and one power, mm -hmm. you know, I, it was, it was such a shift for me because it was so easy to have somebody to blame. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, God doesn't like me very much and you know, he's going to get mad and you know, you're going to get in trouble. Or the or you know Satan's coming in and doing all but how the, doing whatever. But why but, is my life but, unhappy? But, God doesn't like you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, or, I mean, you're, you don't right. have to, you don't have to noodle right. on that. Or, it's, or it is what it is. Evil is working its way through in some way or another. Yeah. But when you step back from that and really recognize that you're a child of God and that you have responsibility for 
the things in your life, the mm -hmm. people in your life, the things that you say. And even to the point where it's just like, I can say anything I want during the week as long as I go and ask for forgiveness on Sunday, I'm good. Right. And there's still a lot of religions like that. So that, and, and I, through my own journey, that is such a crush. But at the very beginning of changing this and learning this and taking out my own garbage and dealing with my ego, there's a little bit of mourning that excuse. There's a little yeah. bit of, of grieving that process of, oh man, I feel the weight of this responsibility of my life. And it sounds funny because I am such a controlling person. I like things in order. I like things the way I ha I'm, ve I'm a very particular person. And so for me, acknowledging that I had given over so much of my responsibility and so mm -hmm. much of my power. You don't want to face that. No, you don't. And, and, and through that process, you're like, oh, wow. And there are some times at the very beginning that I wish I could have unlearned what I learned. Oh man. Well, see, you I, know, and I go back up. to the old ways yeah. to where it's just like, listen, I don't, I, I don't need this see, in my life. I just, just let me, let me go back to a simpler time. I had and the, the opposite. Experience. The illusion yeah. was, is that it really wasn't a simpler time, but it felt simpler because it was what I knew. Right. Well, you I know? had the opposite experience because I grew up in, in this tradition, you know, maybe a little bit different flavor of it, but the basic idea that I grew up with was that it's on you. Right. You know, God is is the love in your heart and the power behind everything you do. And so it's on you to be the best version you can be. And so my thing was, oh, this is all my fault. You know, yeah. this is. And so, so I we came had at it from a same different but, Same but different. And I remember being a little bit jealous of my school friends who could just blame things on, well, the devil did it. And the thing is, it's not different in other traditions. There are lots of, you know, this is why, once again, this is super, super important. This is one of the keys to this conversation. And we're going to hit it over and over again throughout these weeks. It is not about the physical thing. There are lots of people that go, oh, well, that old idea. I know that God is not a guy in the sky. I know God's not like Santa Claus. I know that that there's not a guy with a pitchfork behind the shrubbery going to get me and tempt me. I, I recognize that I am in the, you know, in an active role in my life and I get that and I understand that. However, you know, Mercury is in Gatorade or whatever it is. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it, I can't do it today because you see, I'm a Capricorn or, you know, my crystals were battered. The tarot card said that I should, you know, I got a straight flush and I need to Avoid stay the color red yeah, whatever the fortune <laughs> the fortune cookie said and the thing is all of those things end up being the same deal with different right. words you can act like you're really spiritually evolved because you're not afraid of but, this distant deity but on the other hand you still are giving your power away to the crystal or well, i can't go in the room unless i saved it, it all you know? about you again you're making it all about your your process that you must go through in order to you know and and you're externalizing is that a word it is it is <laughs> Sorry, i had to check myself it's so funny but no but you're externalizing all of the stuff that you're feeling on the inside and the desire then becomes putting more stuff on again with and it doesn't have to be you know it can be it can be you know you're Sunday go to meet and close right. and, or and be, your Bible, or it can be something where you go total new age and, and have that part of it. Right. You well, know? I remember Steve Martin a million years ago said, I wouldn't believe in anything if it weren't for my lucky astrology mood watch. And it's that. Mm -hmm. 
it doesn't matter what you call it. Externalization right. is still externalization. And it ends up being a withdrawal of responsibility right. and accountability. And it I can get, be, yeah, yeah but it I can get that be people scary. have, it can be scary. And I get that people can sometimes have what seems a little bit like Stockholm syndrome, where I used to live in fear and I miss having somebody else call the shots. Yeah. I get that. But the thing to remember is that Jesus didn't require spiritual paraphernalia. You know, he didn't require any of that. Instead, remember what he said, deny yourself and follow me. Right. He's saying, get done with your ego stuff and the games you play. Let people really know the you of you. Let God really know the you of you. What's the truth about you? Is it the outfit that you wear, the job you have, the car you drive, the movies you like? Those things are about you, but they're not, not you. you. And yeah. that's the difference. What is me versus what is about me? And to the degree that you can get rid of the things that are about you and really start to show the world what is you, mm -hmm. you're going to be a lot happier. And that's tricky. Well, because when we're talking about taking out the garbage and we're talking about doing all of this stuff, uh, again, going back to the original thought that we're not very good at it, because we're not good at sitting in the silence and we're not good at sitting in the empty space. So if we're going to use like the house analogy and the garbage analogy and things like that, it's interesting because um, our daughter and her fiance, which I love saying, uh -huh. <laughs> um, just um, moved into their brand new home and there's no furniture in it. We just got done helping them paint all of the rooms and, and all of that stuff. And it is an empty home, completely. And there's something really awesome about There is about something, that. but it's full of potential. And I love how they're taking their time moving in and just filling it with the things that they really love and treasure. They, they don't want to hurry the process. They're moving out of their apartment slowly and just putting the stuff that they really care about. And I know one of the things that they did is they went through all of their things, um, and got rid of a bunch of stuff. And we're talking about material, obviously, but, but it's a good metaphor. It's a, though. it's a great metaphor. So if you can sit in that empty home and just for a minute, sit in the silence and really think about what do I want to fill this with? Right. It, right? And that's the thing. Not necessarily replace. Cause we just talked about you know, the idea of these, these old ideas. And, and I will say that fear that comes in with the changing and the fear of getting your ego out of the way and the fear of, of not making all about you. And it is fear because it's, you don't know who you are for a minute. Sure. And there is a desire because to Because I rush define in. myself by all my drama. Right. I define myself and, by all of my fear, by all of that. And there's this thing. And you of, rush in to fill it. Yeah. And what we're talking about is be like our kids new home be empty for a minute you don't have to fill up that space take time in the silence to to think about what you want to fill once you get rid of these old ideas that you've been hanging on to once you get rid of the old ideas about what is getting in your way don't rush to fill it with all this new information that you're reading in the next self-help book right and the thing is it happens so often this is the geographical cure thing where somebody goes i hated my job and I got a new job and I hate this one too. 
Well, yeah, because you have the attitude that you're supposed to hate your work. I fought with my boyfriend or girlfriend. I broke up with them and now I fight with my new boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah, because you didn't change anything about your attitudes about love. I was afraid of God and now I can't leave the house unless I've saged the front lawn or whatever. It's the same stuff because you didn't look for change in a deeper place. Here's the deal. Next month, we're going to talk about ways to shepherd what you put in that space. But for now, we're going to sit in that emptiness. emptiness. What I want to remind you is that thing you learned in high school is that nature abhors a vacuum. And that has nothing to do with Hoover versus Electrolux (laughs) versus Dyson. Nature abhors a vacuum. In other words, if you make space in the universe, the universe will fill that space. Your job right now is not to fill that space because I'll tell you, man, you're going to end up filling it with whatever was there before. Well, if you don't take the time, you will. If you you don't change something, the simple act of denial is going to get you a new boyfriend with a different name, a new job with a different business card, a new concept of God with the same old fear. Your job is not to fill that space right now. We'll get to that. Right now, your job is simply to make room so that spirit can fill that space. Mm -hmm. Your job is to sit in the silence. And there's lots of ways to do that. You know, I was going to say, there are people who can imagine that concept of an empty home and it frightens them. Yeah. Imagine yourself at the at the, at the the rim of the Grand Canyon. Would you go, you know what would be better is if we put some shelves in here. <laughs> you know, there are people fill this, that... Fill this up. It's a bloody yeah, great hole. You know, let's, let's, yeah. get, some, get some shovels. What if we had a mall quick, here? Quick. You know, there are people yeah. that, that can't conceive of it, right? Don't be that person spiritually or any other way. Be the kind of person who can sit in that silence. Imagine that your next conversation is that empty home where you go, I'm just here. Right. And instead of struggling to fill every nook and cranny with your ego stuff and your drama and insinuating your stuff, physical or otherwise, take a minute and just appreciate. Take a minute and just be. Now, that sounds tricky, but there are little things you can do. Little things like driving the car, turn the radio off for a second. Mm -hmm. Put the phone down and just be with your family for a minute. Eat at the dining room table. You know, those kinds of things. But more than that, this is the big deal. This is part of your homework for the week. When you get into your prayer time, you do the things you do. Do whatever you need to do for your prayer time. Get started with the prayers that you know and all of that. But I want you to really cultivate just sitting in the silence. Learn Mm -hmm. how to listen. The object of prayer is not to fill the space with more of my ideas. The object of prayer is to manifest and experience and channel and whatever else, more of God's ideas, right? So your concept is, can I get to the place where I'm in my prayer time and I'm just listening? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, that sounds weird. I don't know if people from from a more traditional background have this experience, but from my background, that's really weird in a funny way because we're taught to affirm and label and just, I okay, God, it's going to be this and this and this and this. And yeah. I, I know all my statements and I memorize these things and I know the whole thing. And you fill every moment and you sound like a tobacco auctioneer <laughs> in your prayer time because I want to get it all in. I got to memorize it. New thoughters are far more weird about catechism than any pope you ever met. It's one of those things. Well, I think in more fundamental um, prayer, we're just screaming at God. 
We're just <laughs> we're just yelling our demands up into the sky. Please, God, will you please listen? Like Come a, on, on you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Stella, you're yeah. down below. Stella. Yeah, but you know, you know, I could have been a contender. Yeah, but um, but I'm not even gonna try to do the accent or whether or the it's talking. I love that you come from a feeling place, and I, I, I that's something that I want to cultivate. Right. But I think that that either way, you're filling the space instead of experiencing, experiencing. the space. Yeah. And that's the thing. Ask yourself, as as those words sound kind of airy fairy, but I'll stick with them. Ask yourself the next conversation, the next moment, the next movie you watch, the next whatever it is. Are you filling the space or are you experiencing the space? Right. Yeah. How did you like that movie? Well, for the parts of it that I watched versus the parts I was playing Candy Crush on my phone, golly, can we just be where we are? Right. And I got to tell you, once again, this may be the first uh, civilization since the Bronze Age that's really bad at that. Mm -hmm. And we need to get it back. Yeah. So once again, cultivate some silence. Get into your prayer time and learn how to sit. Make your list, even, even on paper if you want. What are the things that I have done behavioral patterns, whatever you want, to make it all about me instead of making it all about God. Mm -hmm. And I don't want you to beat yourself up about it. This isn't about guilt. That doesn't help anything. But just remember, when Jesus shows up at the party, he doesn't make it all about him positively or negatively. Be like that. Well, when you're really honest about who you are, um, it is it's so liberating. Just... Yeah. Tell yourself the truth. You know, you know what's up. You know what you're doing. You know how you're getting in the way because you know how it makes you feel when you do it. That's correct. You know, and you know how it makes other people feel when you're doing whatever it is that you're doing. So, you know, I mean, if if you're the bully in the room, you know, you need to think about that. Or if you're the wallflower in the room, you need to think about that. Because neither of those things neither, are the whole truth. Exactly, about exactly. So I just think be honest with yourself. Think about the things that you're making it, the ego part about making it all you. Try to change that. Know that there will be some grieving and some scariness of letting the, your old self go, mm -hmm. right? Because it's, it's the same fear but it's of the you're same behind fear. the wheel for the first, first time in the family all car. Of the uh -oh. time, all the times that you go through yeah. your first experiences that you've never Power done Power and responsibility, man. Right? Beginner's brain. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. um, do that. And then... Sit in the silence and let spirit feel that silence. Don't fill it with more of your ideas or any other person's idea, whether it's a guru or a self-help book or even us. Yeah. You know, honestly. God forbid. God forbid that we fill your here's, head with anything. Here's the no. lesson. Here's the lesson. Cultivate emptiness mm -hmm. so that the universe may fill it up. Yeah. Well, well said. I think we're done there. <laughs> <laughs> with that in mind, it's now time to take our opportunity to give. As you know, we are counting on your gifts of love and substance to help keep this ministry going. Like we've said, we got big plans for the future. We want you to be part of them. And you can be part by, by liking and subscribing and sharing. Please spread the word about what we're doing. Please participate in any way you can. Please tell somebody, share the Facebook post and all of that. And please, please, please help us to continue this ministry by going to donate.waterandstonechurch.com. Let's hold these gifts of love and substance in our minds and our hearts and share our offertory blessing. God, God is, is my source, my unending supply. With this gift, I carry my gratitude into action. God's blessings flow through me and fill my world. 
I give and I live with radical joy. And so it is. And so it does. Amen. And as always, I want to remind you that wherever you are, you're not alone. Take some time to reach out to the other people that you meet in the YouTube conversations. Find them on Facebook and find us on Instagram and on social media. You know how to get a hold of us. Please do that because we want to know what's going on. But in the meantime, let's affirm our oneness by praying together as a family. God, God I'm, I'm ready, ready for change. change. My, My heart, heart is open. I'm, I'm not afraid, afraid anymore. anymore. My, My life is in peace and on purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Now go show the world what love looks like today. Thank you. Hey, this is Dieter Randolph, and I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the lesson and hopefully for taking some time to apply what we talked about in your life. That's where this really happens. I love the idea that church isn't something that happens to you, but rather something that happens through you. What you do based on what you've heard can change your life and really change the world. This is just the beginning of a bigger journey. And if you want to continue your journey with us, I'd love for you to like and subscribe us on YouTube where you can watch the videos. Come join us in person. Our street address and all kinds of information is at our website, waterandstonechurch.com. All of that sort of thing. If you want to give electronically, that's where to do it. If you want to connect with us on social media, and you really should do that there, waterandstonechurch.com. Thank you for being a part of this work.